enjoy the show. Play on the tang. <laughs> they have their ang or their wang and their left nut, right nut, Katara and Soka. God, that sounds so wrong. He's trying uh, to get the fire all over that wang. You can't forget your stomach. It's it acts sticky. up every once in a while. It comes right up the end. It acted up last week when it showed us the Morpheus, uh, Morbius trailer. Devs, they work here in this building that's on fire because it's <laughs> And this is where they keep IT back here. And this is I know because so we are now live at, on the Purjangers and Wallhangers Media Network. This is the 267th production from them, and we of course are. Yeah, that's the right one. We are the Triforce Podcast, of course. I am Matthew Bucarell, the Matt Man, your host, if you can believe it. And in the Projanger Box, we have Christopher Bristow, the old man, as well as Katarina Thermoscara, our one of a woman, Stephen Bucarell, our producer, as well as Link Diablo, our hero of time, the mascot of Projangers. You'll see his head pop up in the corner here every once in a while, just looking for rubs. Like us all, really. But we gather here for the same reason. It all, it all ends in rubs. Tonight, Giggity. Disney upgrades the IMAX. <laughs> <laughs> Blurry. The fact that your big brother did giggity, that was... Yeah. <laughs> Someone had to. You needed Damn to back it. it, back it up. Um, no giggity. <laughs> blurry background goblin showing off your elder ring and much more on the triforce podcast and we also want you to hop on over to pjandwh.com where you're going to find the funniest moments as well as last week's triforce podcast super saying he man mr potato head famine where we had one mr matthew kennedy of the bop with us you'll also find the last it was a blast nuts. having him on Space Truck and Independent Shifting Rod. And obviously, episode 267 will be coming up shortly on Saturday and this podcast on Sunday. But every Monday to Friday, you can check out Big Brother over here at Walljanger Gaming on our second tab. Which, Monday to Friday, right now, you're going to find him playing Mass Effect Legendary Edition. You're on the second game? Yeah. It's nice. Still as beautiful as ever. Still in the beginning, just got the assassin and what's the uh, the, the other guy? The guy in you got office. Thane and right. um, Zaid. Zaid, yeah, yeah. And whatever the uh, no the the woman assassin is that her name? Oh, um, uh, Kasumi. Yeah, right. Ble- I'm not going to sue Bless you. You didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> not yet. I don't have a case. I yet. knew that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's so easy. You lobbed it there. I got it. You know? Yeah. Lobbed the I grenade hear back. you. I hear you. <laughs> but uh, Mass Effect, obviously, that's, you know, a powerful, powerful playthrough of all three of those games. And who knows? We may actually have a little bit of a tease of a story later on. But you can contact us at the last tab. Um, and uh, let us know. Do you have a luggy nutty car you want us to talk about? Do you have a podcast that you want uh, a soapbox to stand on? Contact the team. Find us on all social media handles, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Spotify, and, of course, Twitch. Someone will read it. And, and the YouTubes. they right back. Yeah, right away. We have a very always quick right response back. time. We have nothing else to do. Besides starting... This podcast. All three contacts. We write back. While we are a little bit lost right now, the first story will have us finding 
Uh, second tab. I already had it pulled you up. You want to hear about Ford again? So, Ford. <laughs> Netflix's Avatar uh, cast Daniel Day Kim as Fire Lord Ozai. That could be good. Yeah. So, uh, the cast of Netflix live-action Avatar Last Airbender series welcomes a new addition, Daniel Day Kim, with open arms. Despite going off uh, the air over 10 years ago, Nickelodeon's Last Avatar remains one of the most beloved children's series of all time. So, I kind of like uh, Daniel Day Kim as Fire Lord Ozai. He kind of just, it's that same kind of look in the face, which we can see right over my head. I mean, it's kind of hard to argue that. He's got the facial structure to, to, you know, be evil. He doesn't have the Mark this is Hamill probably voice. Probably the first casting that I'm actually like excited about. I Daniel loved Day him Kim on Lost. Is yeah, yeah, he he's great in everything. So that he's attaching his name to this actually makes me feel better about the whole project. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I'm excited because I'm very nervous. They fucked it up. As, well, yeah. as I have made very clear from the beginning. <laughs> well, especially but since his addition they... is a good sign. Yeah. Well, especially since the creators walked out and like, oh God, what are we walking into? But we have some pretty solid casting. It wasn't, you know, M. Night Shyamalan casting. This is actually they're hiring believable people to be these characters. So, I mean, when you're talking about, you know, ten and twelve year olds, that's pretty easy. Read the lines. Do what I tell you. But the adults, you can get some solid, like, real experienced actors like Daniel Day Kim in there. I, I, I'm, I'm happy that he's casted. So, but it, it this actual Netflix Avatar has been uh, in the works since 2018, uh, but it's only recently gained a lot of traction. Under a lot of care, showrunner Albert Kim, the live-action reimagining of the series has added several members in recent months. Gordon uh, Cormier will take on the lead role of Aang, while his friends Katara and Soka, which, oh my god, what did you call them? Uh, Wang and Left Nut and Right Nut? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was calling them the other day. I was making Wang jokes. (laughs) It's just like... I was just like, well, no, it's Ang. I couldn't remember their names. It's Wang and uh, the other two. Well, I kept on saying it, but you were going in with a bit, so I couldn't really stop you at that point. Oh, so. everyone can stop me. So <laughs> they have their Ang or their Wang and their left nut, right nut, Katara and Soka. God, that sounds so wrong. And he's trying um, to get the fire all over that Wang. Uh, where, where, where's the disclaimer for Katarina? We're only six minutes in, and we're already talking about Wang. Hang on, I gotta. Uh, in I don't even think I need to say there. it at this point. You can just see it on my face. Opinion the disclaimer is by right. uh, Mr. Mattman. Big Harris, brother at this point. There you go. Here you go. Yeah. Or the perjangers and wall hangers in general. Except yes. for the Wang. <laughs> yes. But per wangers, yeah, per wangers, <laughs> there's an audio drop. Per wangers and ball hangers, yeah. <laughs> I think we have the title of the podcast and me. <laughs> uh, so they will be played by uh, Kitanweho or Kitanween. It's a, it's an enlist. sounds like a new strip club. I'm sorry, <laughs> we're not. We're not doing that this time. We're not doing that. <laughs> we already have. We already have Stop it right now. We already have two businesses we around do. that. We have one. Um, Kylan, Steven, don't you dare. 
Tywin Tio is the name. It's a very Inuit name, so it's hard to pronounce. On on onto the next ball story. <laughs> Ian Owsley, respectively, and Dallas Lou nabbed on the favorite role of Zuko. So they have their Zuko and Fire Lord Ozai. We'll have to see how this uh, childhood abuse will turn out in live action. Okay, so don't give Asuka lightsabers. Now, for Zuko, do you fucking highlight how his dad scarred his face? Because they just kind of gloss over it in the anime. They don't show you searing flesh. Can we get away with child abuse on the last uh, on this Avatar last Airbender? <laughs> Let's hope not. DGI, we'll fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. It's a big part of Zuko's character is how his dad was a dick and fucking burned half his face. I mean, that is that is proper character development. I'm just saying. We don't need to see it. Do we? No. Okay. But I kind of thought it would be cool. See searing flesh? No. But Daniel Day Kim will be Fire Lord Ozai. Well, see, I have to see how he stacks up against Mark Hamill because that's a high bar to go against. It is. He played that role fucking perfect. We he can we can change, but there's a big difference between doing a voice and doing a live action character. So I figured out a I, way I for they're both, Kevin they're both Cos- strong in their mediums. Kevin Costner, Kevin Conroy did it with the uh, uh, Infinite Crisis. Well, he played yep. like uh, that. Uh, fuck, what was it? It was Batman in a, a, a exoskeleton. But he was a really cross dick. He's real surly. I mean, more than normal. So I figured out a way we could do his backstory without getting like too graphic. We can actually have like instead of him throwing fire at his eye as banishment, just put the handprint and do it that way. And you can like scars it that way. That would actually be well. His scar not was seeing it. His scar was always kind of like a palm, like that. So I could see like that palm going over the eye, like a bitch slap as banishment, a fiery banishment bitch slap. Yeah, it's nothing like the book. In the book, he teabagged him. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) She's like, ah, I'll show you. Ha ha! Now you got a stick on your head for the rest of your life. God, that would be horrible. (laughs) On to the next story. (laughs) That's exactly where we're going because it's gonna be amazing. Because Disney Plus is upgrading Marvel movies to IMAX A spec ratio. Okay. My amazing joke, I know. I I planned it all day. Oh gosh. Well, actually, since last night. So Disney and IMAX have announced a collaboration that will see several Marvel movies presented in IMAX expanded aspect ratio format on Disney Plus. So 13 Marvel movies in total will be upgraded to IMAX enhanced on November 12th, including Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, which is making its debut on the service that day. While IMAX traditionally uses a square uh, 1.43 by 1 format, aspect ratio is uh, 1.90 by 1, which is relatively close to the 16 by 9 aspect ratio of TVs. Hmm. Marvel movies are generally presented in wider letterbox aspect ratios, but many of them feature some of the 1 by 90, uh, 1.90 by 1 sequences captured by IMAX certified cameras uh, for taller pictures in IMAX theaters. Hmm. Uh, Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, like those. Uh, meanwhile, uh, 
there were shots uh, they were shot entirely in that format of IMAX. So now we're getting so, this IMAX treatment for the so, movies. So does this mean we just get that one inch extra on the top there at the top this inch here? Yeah. Yeah. Right here. Yeah, if it. you scroll down, you look at the Black this, Widow picture, right it actually says formatted for standard in IMAX. Yeah. Right there. Yeah, it's just an extra inch, giggity. Who Although technically it's an extra, extra it's an extra it's technically two inches, right? Inch on the top, inch on the bottom, giggity. Totally. I That's really didn't plan ladies. the podcast to go this way, Kat. I mean, it just happens this way when you're on the Didn't podcast. You know? <laughs> we see our list here. If you want to scroll back down, there's our list this of This whole movies. thing to me is just kind of gross because it just feels, let's re-release this a little bit tweaked and make everybody pay all over to see it. Yeah, like That's they, why you couldn't have done this beforehand? Like when it's you gross. released these on your- Disney, you're gross. You're grosser than these jokes. I don't. I don't think they're charging anything extra. <laughs> That's pretty fucking gross. I gotta say, versions on there. I agree. Ant Man. Yeah, lost from from what I see in the article, they're not charging anything extra. They're just releasing no, it's it. It's just in the extra format. Yeah, but you're gonna see Ant Man and the Wasp, Avengers Endgame, Avengers Infinity War, Black Panther, Black Widow, Captain America: Civil War, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, Iron Man, Guardians of the Galaxy Volumes One and Two, Shang Chi: Legend of the Ten Rings, and Thor Ragnarok, all in IMAX quality from your TV. If you have a TV proper for that, God damn it, Link, nobody's at the front door. That wasn't in IMAX quality. I don't, it was in I stereo don't remember quality. that Marvel movie. Woof. That's a weird. <laughs> it was a Marvel short. And that yeah. one didn't have did, that joke didn't have to do any with anyone's wang. Yeah, that was no just... wang jokes included. Ugh. Link, would you join the podcast, please? Anyway, Stop being <laughs> I would like Link to tell us his side of the almost murdered you story. Oh, his story? Yeah, no. Yeah, his um, side of it. I want to hear. I want to hear it from his perspective. It was probably very, uh, very on, uh, honest and innocent. You know, happy dad was home, and then all of a sudden, I run to ju- run in front of him, and he just starts yelling a lot. So it's probably very uneventful from his v- viewpoint. Okay. Well, what else we got? We got another story <laughs> with Spider Man. No Way Home poster teases a fan-favorite villain, which kind of, you know, yeah, he's right behind my shoulder. But we can see the poster below. Spider-Man No Way Home has a new poster, and it packs a green surprise. The uh, official uh, Twitter account for the film shared this poster um, with Tom Holland Spider-Man in the foreground while encouraging users to zoom in on those details. Doc Doc's mechanical tentacles, giggity, are surrounding Spider-Man. Giggity. Guy here. And uh, here. also in the poster, we see revealed right by the Electro's uh, lightning, supposedly, is the Green Goblin on his glider in the r- upper right-hand corner. So people zoomed in. They It looks just like the Raimi... Green Goblin. Obviously, it was very, uh, yeah, we, well, blocked by the projector box. Damn. No, no, um, no, I can do that. <laughs> Big Brother's on it. Okay, I can't. No, we're never going to stay it. We're never going to see it. It's just not Hold meant on. to be. We get a very good tentacle. There you go. Yeah, right there by Move Cardboard Kelly. Kelly over. Yeah, right there. <laughs> Knock him over. Yeah, right there. So, that's, 
that's your Green Goblin. But the zoomed-in pictures do look good. God damn it, Kelly, just stay still. Okay. All right, let it, let him just. Okay. Be awake for the podcast. Yeah. Anyway, fuck him. Um, <laughs> so, no way home. You see some sand in the background here. You see uh, Electro's lightning. Obviously, they're trying to tease the Sinister Six. And we're getting Green Goblin, man. I mean, how do you guys feel about an official kind of, yeah, he's in it? I'm actually excited, excited, believe it or not. I must have misread something at some point because I, I thought this was already something that had been announced or maybe leaked or something. It's never been really confirmed. They've been very, really... like it's it doesn't feel like it's a surprise, but I am no. happy to see it. Well, like I said, everything about this movie is the worst kept secret on the internet. Oh, it's fair. You know, you I know mean... how I try to avoid those spoilers. So if I know exactly, it's got to be out there quite a bit. Yeah, that's why. Like they're just now. Like I've seen articles saying, like, hey, you know, click this link to find out how to silence Spider Man. Uh, you know, spoilers and stuff. It'll mute everything. Just, why didn't you guys do this before? You have this yeah. technology, but you let it get out there because you want us talking about it and you want us to know what we're getting involved in. We knew we know we're getting multiple Spider Man. We know we're getting right. We know we're getting films. a multiverse. It's called No Way Home. You have to imagine that you're going to be going through different multiverses and you're going to be seeing stuff from the other films. It's just smart to do that. Now, in that aspect, so I'm not surprised, but. I think it's great. I think it also sets up another trilogy of movies because they said that this mar- like ends that Homecoming franchise of movies. So, well, now you can have Tom Holland fucking flinging through the multiverse. Right. Like Tom Holland said, he's looking at these three movies as a trilogy. And that's all right. This is that original thing. Like I said in the previous podcast, they could be doing Spider-Man where they're focusing mainly on Miles Morales and you just got, you know, Tom Holland in the background helping him out where he can, teaching him and stuff like that. There's a bunch of different ways that they could go about this. So that's the kind of thing, though. It's it's, I like that it's one thing that especially Big Brother preaches this a lot is that you don't need a lot of villains. You don't need a lot of people in the movie. But with this, I want six villains. I want three Spider-Man. I mean, you could probably add in a couple more Spider-Man if you want. They probably could. If you're feeling is, frisky. I just don't think they do multiple villains correctly. They always I think that's no, fair. Cause, uh, no, because no one villain has their, their time to shine. It has to be right. shared. They're like competing with each other for time. Well, that's especially where the, especially when your runtime is only 120 minutes. Well, yeah. Right. But that's where the stomach comes in. You can't forget your stomach. It's it acts sticky. up every once in a while. Comes right out the end. It acted yank. up last week when it showed us the Morpheus, uh, Morbius trailer. Stomach, yeah, it's Sony's, the Sony Spider-Man universe. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like something from British, British, like Spotted Dick. So go Spotted somewhere Sony else Dick. with that. Okay, but we just can't get away from that word today, can we? <laughs> no, we can't. It's, I'm just, we're just, it's just too fun. All over the place. Yeah. Oh. No, that gave, God, that gave it a worse connotation. Steven is in really. some kind of form just today. That Spider-Man all over. It just, it just came out. Giggity. Yeah, it's dead. Like web flu. All of a sudden. To bring it back to Spider-Man. It so fast. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's, it's organic Lord. at least. Now, let me bring it back to the story. This is one thing that I really, 
while Kat resets herself, I've really hoped that we get this fan casting, and I might be the only one that hopes this. Remember Lowell from uh, Wings mm-hmm. and how he was Sandman in yeah. Randy yeah. 3? Mm-hmm. I want him to be in this movie. He was good. He, he was needs good to be that. Sandman. He was a great, he was probably the best part of Spider Man 3. He was. I agree. His story was the most compelling. It was. It was just so good. That's why we see this. We see the sand here. I'm really hoping it's Lowell. He's just, you know, working out the problems with the aircraft over in Kentucky or wherever the fuck he was. Cincinnati? I don't know. I don't know. Rhode Island. It had to be somewhere around there. I don't know. Cactus he was at the Comic Con that Cat was at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't notice much, but I would have noticed that. Nantucket. That's where the fucking show was at. Nantucket. It was the Nantucket. Wings. Ad. That was Wings. Yeah, Wings with Lowell. I'm glad you're finally coming around to the. the I, don't, I don't think that's the same. I remember him and Ned and Stacy. That was a good no, show. He was, and then was he funny. was yep. in uh, Sideways. He was good in his. Sideways. I'm not tricking the Marlowe. <laughs> what? Ba, ba, ba. So, yeah, we and we're also seeing Jamie Foxx's Electro in this as well, which Jamie Foxx, I mean, Jesus Christ, can this man do no wrong? So, I've been a fan of him the whole way, but then, you know, one, I was really linked in on him as, like, a favorite actor of mine once I saw him in Ray. I, I, I liked him in Any Given Sunday. He was good. Oh, Steaming he was Willy, fantastic. Willy yeah, he was fantastic in Any Given Sunday. But I've seen that movie way too many times because of my ex's brother. He was in football, and he watched that all the time. So now I just Fair got, enough. like, Jamie Foxx and Al Pacino in my head. <clears throat> Not so much anymore. But Alfred Moynihan as Doc Ock. We're going to see a lot of people in this. And No Way Home is swinging into theater soon, December 17th, 2021. So we um, go from Spider-Man No Way Home to to Repulsor Packs. And this is the one thing I wanted to stay on Marvel just a minute for, which is Eternals. Um, audience and rate- and critic ratings are kind of... All over the place. Critics rated it lower than anything, but mm-hmm. is it going to stop you from watching it? No. I mean, I still plan no. on going to the theaters. Maybe this weekend. I don't know, but I still plan on seeing it. It's not necessarily something that's going to, you know, dis- dissuade me with these. I'm not clamoring for. for it, but I will watch it when it hits Disney. It has the MCU's yeah. first sex scene with. Um, I was going to Kit wait Harrington for it to hit Disney Plus. I kind of felt like that, too. Like, maybe I can wait until Disney Plus for this one. Because Shang-Chi dropped really quickly on Disney Plus. It's, you know, this Friday. Right. In IMAX. You know, like, all right. I mean, yeah, you don't get to see it. Like, right, I'll put that 75-inch TV to good use. (laughs) You know, like. I think Disney did such a great job with, you know, their, their whatever the last phase was. Four. Four. Yeah. And everything that's coming after just kind of feels anticlimactic because it's all. Yeah. Like meh. Eh. Well, it's the setup setup phase, you know, it's that point to where I think last. But even even during even during the setup phase of phase one and two, it was still the movies were still better than. That's because you had the A-list content coming out. You had Iron Man, Thor. Captain America. I mean, WandaVision was amazing. Yeah. Um, Loki. Captain America. And, well, yeah. 
Loki as well, or which whatever you want to call the show, Winter Soldier, Captain America. Um, but if you Falcon rewind Soldier, us back, yeah. we we I know me and the old man were sitting here on the podcast when we first heard it, saying, "Do we need this?" And we did. Yeah. We did. You know, that's where Mahershala Ali uh, and uh, Blade is going to be popping up in Moon Knight. We know that yep. there's that these Disney Plus series are going to be leading us into new characters. So that's where, like, I, f- I feel like the setup for this, one, was fucked up because of COVID, and two, is still worth the wait because of what we're about to walk into. If you look at how revolutionary Phase 1 and 2 were, like, this is a whole yeah, other level. You also, you also right. have I just to look don't at, feel... Go ahead. You also have ahead. to look at um, covid like turned the industry on on its head every industry and and they (laughs) had to produce these rock star storylines in the middle of a pandemic which was easier to do for a tv show versus a movie like it's just the smaller screen just kind of presents it you know more to because you look look at their blunder of black widow versus all the other content that they put out I mean, they did, they did shoot a little bit before COVID, I think, on maybe uh, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and uh, WandaVision, I want to say. But, like, all this other stuff we're getting now was, like, you know, after COVID. Right. So that that attributes to the, you know, the meh feeling of having these movies. Like, Shang-Chi was will be probably be the anomaly in this whole thing. It was really, a, it was a really, really good movie. I really loved Shang-Chi. I thought that was a, a very brilliant Marvel movie. And a maybe watching explosion. it this Friday will like reignite that excitement that I had for the first four phases of the Marvel universe. And even the shows that came out afterwards, but right now it just feels like everything that's coming out it's as I said before, it just like feels anticlimactic. Like after Endgame, even as good as WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki were, like you get a sense of like this is all after and nothing can top the excitement yep. and the anticipation and just like the vibe. Yeah. Cause it was like we were coming to this great ending and they're like, oh, now we're continuing on. Yeah. And maybe yeah. we're a little burnt out. Like I was saying, like there was an oversaturation that was kind of happening mm-hmm. at one point. Maybe we're kind of getting burnt out of all of this. Okay. Now we're getting another one and then another one and then another one. It might be, it's just, maybe it's too much. I mean, that's why we're just not as excited. That's where I found Shang-Chi refreshing is it wasn't just a regurgitation. I mean, yeah, maybe of like a martial arts movie and like, you know, uh, Chinese mythos and mythology and all that, but like, but that's it's an original or it's original movie. It's an origin done right, linking history of MCU into where they're going. And especially when you look at Shang-Chi and they say, well, first off, Shang-Chi is an Avenger in the comics. He's going to be a big part of the future. So especially he's Shang-Chi is the one that taught Spider-Man Spider-Foo. Mm-hmm. When Spider-Man he lost his- him had a care. When Spider-Man lost his uh, spider sense for a short time, he learned Spider-Foo to compensate for it. Shang-Chi taught him it. I would love it if somebody actually knew Spider-Foo. It's probably not a real discipline. No, 
doesn't actually Spider-Foo. exist. Spider-Foo. Hey, man, people walk around training as Jedi. I don't put anything out of the realm of possibility, especially with the Internet. Like this next story. Yeah, because there's something strange. In the neighborhood. And who are you going to call? But Afterlife. I was going to say Perjangers and Wallhangers, but all right, Dick. Um, <laughs> Ghostbusters Afterlife reveals its final trailer that we see here. Uh, break out those proton packs because the final trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife has arrived. Sony has released the final bit of footage prior to the release of it, uh, the upcoming sequel on November 19th. Once again, the 19th. Highlighting the new aspect ratio of the classic paranormal story as uh, McKenna Grace, Whit, uh, Finn Wolfhard, and Carrie Coon take, on, uh, take over as the heads of the world's most famous paranormal oh, investigator awesome. story. Uh, this We're ready to hear you. <laughs> this new trailer gives a glimpse at some of the classic Ghostbuster creatures returning to haunt the franchise's new protagonist, including a look at a reimagined Slimer and more footage of the tiny state puff marshmallow men. Slimer really let himself go. He really did. <laughs> I mean, it looks like he's been working out. 2020 has been a bitch for everybody, all right? Even ghosts. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> he, he lost his ecto, his ecto color. <laughs> so Paul Rudd's I am excited for this one. Oh, yeah, man. This trailer is great, especially if you scroll a little bit above this, uh, th- uh go back a little bit from this point you're at. It's right about there. Um that in the trailer, um uh, probably a little bit after that actually. You'll see the There's hands. nothing after this. Oh yeah, it's that? before that then. No. You want there- that? Before that, there's a, a pair of hands. There we go. A pair of hands that show up. And we hear Dan Aykroyd's voice throughout the trailer. This scene right here got me so excited because we're getting the three alive original Ghostbusters in this fucking flick. And this is where they're going to so, fucking show so. up. We're going to see Venkman. I'm still holding out. I don't know if they've announced me because, you know, I try to avoid that kind of stuff. But I'm still kind of hoping that Rick Moranis shows up in there somewhere. I think if, if he didn't, I don't think he made it into this movie, but I think if he, uh, if they do another one, they're planning on getting him back because when they shot it, it wasn't, I don't think Rick Moranis was quite like back in Hollywood like he is now. Yeah, he was still well, like, dealing with the turmoil with his, with his uh, wife and everything. So Yeah, and a lot like, right. to, and getting punched in the face and randomly in New York. Um <clears throat> But a lot like his wife. Yeah, who would want to save New York after that? You know, fuck that. Fuck New York. They can get eaten by ghosts. But you look at... I ain't uh, afraid no ghosts. Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire has been out of the picture, and now he's starting to come back, too. To where you get these people from our past, and they're like, ah, fuck it, I'll do another movie. You want it? All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Michael Keaton. What was he in before uh, Homecoming? A lot of movies. Birdman had quite a career. Birdman was the last one, I think, right? And well, that, well he before he, he, he actually, if, if you if you can find it on on online, go to um, sixty minutes. He did an interview, and he was just like he was just picking and choosing his roles, and he was just being a family man. Okay, I mean, fair enough. If you can do it, that's the way to fucking do it. Be like, mm, I'm not doing that. 
And he talked about putting the bat suit back on. Yeah, he said it was empowering. Yes. I did, and you know, I mean, and the fact that it's original bat suit still fit—that's pretty fucking good. You know, that's like getting in them jeans that you wore in high school. Not you, I mean, listeners and other people that can do that. I can't do that. No, that would that would be me almost like seventy pounds ago. Well, I can, but then you know, you lose the feeling to the legs at a certain point in the day. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I get that I all still, the time. I still wear some of those. <laughs> but I still wear that shit. What do you mean? <laughs> Shut up! I still fit in it. Maybe that's why you're in hey, panel. Do, all the you, time. do you know a catering place? <laughs> but you can check out Ghostbusters Afterlife. It premieres exclusively in theaters November nineteenth. Um, and I do happen to know a catering place right hey, over in our next story, story, right here at A Plus Catering and Events. Hop on over to facebook.com backslash A-P-L-U-S Tri-State, and you'll find A-Plus Catering. My good friend Ayla the boy and her business partner have a delicious catering company to where they will host your event very much, uh, you know, into um, Latin food and a whole bunch of different cuisine. Their empanadas are Fucking spectacular. I will always talk about their empanadas and all their other creations here. We see there's obviously bacon in that last one. That the shit hell? looked amazing. Um, <clears throat> So you can check them out. Check out all their delicious food and have them for your next event and be the hit in your business. Hey, you remember? Katarina had a drop. Not a problem. Remember when uh, Chuck got uh, A-plus catering to take care of the the holiday party, man, that was amazing. That's exactly what you're going to say with them. So go ahead and check them out. It may be the future. A lot like this next story. Because EA CEO says NFTs and blockchain games are, quote, the future of gaming. So that's not the future. Anybody who says this is the future, that's not going to be it. That's not it. I mean, most likely not. I would have to imagine. What does he know? Well, EA CEO Andrew Wilson recently you know, said... You know what will happen with him? He'll put out a game, then they'll fire him and hire someone else for cheaper. Well, it's EA, so that's believable. Um, EA CEO Andrew Wilson recently said, non-fungible tokens and blockchain games are the future of the video game industry. During a recent interview, company's earnings call, uh, he also said he's unsure of how. So kind of doubt. This is the future. I've laid it out. Now go there because I said so. Kind of Donald Rumsfeld, right? No. You know, like, I will not. I don't know where. I don't know when. But something bad's going to happen. Thanks. You know, like, I don't know where. I don't know when. (laughs) But the video game industry is going to change. Damn it. (laughs) It's going to change. Now, video games have been uh, $60 since their inception. Okay. (laughs) That's all we got. This news comes by a PC gamer, which reportedly on Wilson or reported on Wilson's NFT-related statement during the earnings call in a bit of a cart uh, before the horse situation. Wilson made the bold claim that NFTs and pay-to-earn games, aka blockchain games, are the future of the industry. Before adding, it's still too early to figure out how it's going to work. Watch as I backstep really quickly, moonwalking in that bitch. I mean, I I just kind of feel like, uh, look, pay to earn. I don't like that phrasing. 
What do you think, old man? Pay to earn? Yeah, they can pay to fuck off. So, yeah. I, you know, if you're going to play a game, none of these, none of these assets, like I understand the whole concept of NFTs and stuff like that, but just keep the video game industry. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. It's fine. Leave it. You know, now, now, now with the caveat is if those NFT earnings are going to go directly to the developers that created those assets. Yeah. Fine. That's fine. I will be happy with that. Yeah. But if it's going to be someone outside of that, no, no, it is earning go money in, off not, of an it's asset. Go in. They just, no, no, the devs will be fired. It's going and in. It will go w- into his pocket yeah. where he's going to buy a brand new Lamborghini Aventador. No, I want, I want time. the devs take care of. I, you know, yeah. the the NFTs income should go to the de- developers. I agree. You yeah, know? they actually have this office right here, so they're not worried about those uh, third world problems. This one because. The one up here. Oh yeah, oh. that one uh, up top in the where the pajanger. It's box. like uh, it's like over here. Yeah, up there, up up top there, penthouse, penthouse. Um, the devs they work here in this building that's on fire because it's <laughs> EA, and this is where they keep IT back here. And this is I know devs. because uh, it's a sauna. <laughs> uh, yeah. I can tell. There's they, all that billowing smoke behind you. That uh, yeah, that's from the the fire there. I get that. Um, so now we know where they burned off all my hair. (laughs) So now we know where they keep the IT people. Yeah. When you don't need them, it's right there. We're next to the bunker. (laughs) So brand new Harry donut. I mean, look, yes. NFTs. NFTs Keep that shit shit out of my game, out out of my gaming NFTs, blockchain games, pay to earn. I, mm, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Like if it's if it's a mobile game, yeah, fine, do it. I don't care. But yeah. like these these AAA titles, they don't need to be incorporated with NFT assets. They don't. They yeah. don't. That's unless, like saying- unless you're gonna unless you're gonna pay your players or the developers, then no, yeah. keep it out. Well, that's like saying like some of those mobile games. What they're doing now is you got to watch an ad, and they're like, all right, there you go, man. That's that's your penance. You just gotta watch this ten second ad. Like I'm not a. I don't want that in a fucking console game. Like hey, we I don't got want this, that. No, we got no, this that, free console game. That's it's the same kind of thing. Just that's because an ad wall. That, that's one different area innovated something that is it seems revolutionary. It doesn't mean you need to spread that like jam and apply it to the whole area. The same thing happened with with the whole loot box system. It got out of hand yes. and out of, out of control. The same thing will happen with this. Just keep it separate. Gaming should be a solace and a safe haven for people to enjoy the media, not to be bombarded by whatever fucking product placement that you want to put in there. Keep it sacred. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, dude. It's free-to-play games weren't a thing when you look at the classic consoles, like retro style right yeah now we have free to play games everywhere steam literally has hundreds of thousands so when you look at like how that evolved i can see how blockchain games can evolve to be more i understand the basic principle behind it i can see how it could evolve to be more popular but on that side note 
if but it's with everything like you can you, the the basic idea you know when humans take a basic idea they warp it to a something that no longer is rep, represents that basic idea because it fits their narrative they're twisting it so it works for them and i understand that's the american dream F- fuck it you know i we try to do the same thing but oh like, at the end of the day like you know, some here. things yeah. yeah some things have to be sacred like you know if you want to do that to the free-to-play game shit i understand that that makes sense because you have to build your revenue stream but stuff that you're investing with other people's money and like and your stockholders and stuff like that the the content should speak for itself that's why rockstar won't even do that yeah if rockstar won't do it there's a lot of things rockstar will do and And they only put out like one or two games a year now you know, like even like Bethesda, they only have one game. Bethesda, they will literally GTA Five. That's <laughs> it. Play it. You know, Bethesda, Rockstar, those are your baselines. If they, they don't do something, get away with just playing GTA Online on every console now, for now on until the ends of Earth. Well, yeah, obviously, it's not on Alexa yet or um, all the other crap yet. Yet, yeah, no, give it time. It will be there. But it's one of those things that, you know, when those companies aren't doing something like this, like Bethesda, they take 20 years to make anything. Rockstar will regurgitate the same crap over and over again. And then Bethesda's like, that's a good idea. I'll do that too. Skyrim! 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 (laughs) You know, like that cat with a fur ball that just stuck in the back of the throat. Can't quite come up. It's one of those... It's one yeah, of those Bethesda's things. Gollum and the precious is Skyrim. What's the same, precious? Do you want? Oh, you're finally awake. <laughs> you know, that is a really great segue because we have another ring to talk about, and it is Elden Ring, which finally dropped Peggy a trailer. 16. Peggy 16. <laughs> um, Elden Ring gameplay preview we see here. Dark Souls is coming. essentially it's like dark souls 2.0 um it's still in development but god they take a long time to get into this shit there we go so it looks like dark souls it smells like dark souls but it's elden ring because george R. r martin is involved um elden ring footage was from a pc build showing off impressive visuals from the world known as lands between that's actually a very unimpressive name and then this here he's the same footage they showed last. Time. Well, this is kind of cool that he could just kind of spawn that horse and just fucking run around. It looks a lot more open like world Skyrim. than Dark Souls. Uh, Dark Souls. Yeah, you wanna you wanna switch the camera so I can see it, not in your head. Hi. There you go. There we go. So Thank, thanks for moving over, man. There we go. It's all about me. This is my podcast, bitch. <laughs> yeah, no, you can put me in the corner. I'll put the dunce hat on later. Um, of course, there's a dragon. Um, yeah, you got to have a dragon. His name is Ray. Ray? He likes eating you. It's looking at me. And then shitting you out. I mean, it's not. Oh, duck, Matt, duck. No. Ah! Oh, my God, Fire! My hair's gone. I never had it. Um, but no, I I like the looks of this Elden Ring. I think it looks beautiful, and especially if you're a fan of the of the Dark Souls kind of 
genre and you're a masochist or Irish, um, you'll probably enjoy this. I mean, it's, both. it's the makers of Dark Souls, and they're making a game with George R. R. Martin. It's just like, have fun. You know, I got to put more lore. dragons in shit. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a lot of lore, a lot of dragons, or this is the only one, and you just stab out his eye, so he's not going to see for long. If you cut off his tail, do you get a cool weapon? I certainly hope so. You should be fighting every day. Trying to bring that to the weaponsmith and like, hey, I got something for you. Folk. <laughs> <laughs> but even still, like when you're going through this trailer and you can even skip around a bit if you want. Um, they're trying to highlight all the grass waving and all this shit. And I hope you can walk to like every little bit there. That'd be cool. Generally oh, shit, amazing. you can. Holy fuck. That is a huge-ass map. We've gone over this. No, we didn't talk about this for a while. It was a couple weeks ago. No. It was a couple weeks ago. I've seen this. Yeah, just because you've seen it doesn't mean we talked about it on the podcast. No, no, I was ignoring it most of the time. It had to be here. (laughs) Okay. Um, But with this giant, massive world, you could spawn your own horse, a whole bunch of... I'll say, like, rhythm-based enemies. That's, like, kind of what, like, I picked up from Dark Souls. Like, you just have to tell what rhythm that they're attacking and, like, blocking and guarding at, and then it's like double dutch. Really? Yeah. Without the jumping? Well, no, you got to jump in Dark Souls and shit. See? This guy, this motherfucker just did an epic jump. He's not on a horse. He's on well, that wasn't horse. a jump. That was just, like, a, you know, a airlift. It's not riding a horse. It's like an it's, ox or something. You know, Buzz, that we're flying. <laughs> He's riding a great ass. <laughs> a lot of junk on the trunk, too. Um, But it looks impressive. There's very impressive. Don't worry, Cat. We can feel your conjecture. Yeah. <laughs> even from now, it just, even, I can just see the dirty looks. But the, no, the it looks good. Um, It's going to punish you a lot. Just Dude, like all the games do. Go back and get that do. item. There's a thing over <laughs> And there's a lot, obviously, a lot for you to find and a lot for you to do. Very detailed. Look, he got supervision by smoking that weed. And then <laughs> scroll, scroll forward. There was, they actually showed a little bit more. Uh, they showed, like, some more magic and shit. When, uh, and then here we see the combat. Um, very Dark Souls. You got a whole bunch of different kind of plethora of weapons that they actually have uh, show off in this trailer as well. And here we see like some wind attacks. So that's where it kind of separates from Dark Souls, really, I feel. Go! You have go that blow. kind of almost like Skyrim oh, kind of ma- magic talents with that graceful combat. It's kind of, no, I'd say it's like an upgraded Dark Souls magic attack. Okay. Not really. I didn't get far in my, I didn't get far enough in Dark Souls to have the magic. I know you're you were more of the Dark Souls. Yeah, guy. no, the the all the graphics look very That looks like similar. a fucking badass attack. You just summon, I don't know, your dead family members to yeah, go well, attack people. When they made Dark Souls, they didn't have any money. They got money now. <laughs> and George R. R. Martin's money behind <laughs> it too. Like, yeah, motherfucker, cash in. But I mean yeah, now I know why he's not writing that last book. He's there playing fucking Dark Souls. Forget the Three Kings. Write the fucking book, asshole. Leave him. You're not going to beat him. Just go write the book. Oh, wait. What was that? Finish the book. Yeah, finish the fucking book, asshole. That was an old man drop from a previous podcast. Uh, yes. Oh, wait. Finish the book. 
but I'm really liking this. It looks fantastic, and I will enjoy the 15 minutes of gameplay I actually get through. I'm so tutorials. <laughs> yeah. I'm honest, I won't even I won't even finish the tutorial. I'll be like, that was a great game. That was a great game. I loved it. Those best 15 minutes of his realistically, all you need is a demo. Just yeah. go through the demo and you're fine. You know the whole game at that point. <laughs> so he he watches eight minutes worth of video, full motion video, and yeah. seven minutes of gameplay. <laughs> well, no, I played the, I played the demo. This is what it this is what it would do. Uh, what it, how it would happen? I would play the demo and then watch the YouTube. Or <laughs> I would watch the gameplay. Like, oh, that was a great game. I love. No, it. no, you're not going to watch the YouTube. You're going to watch Big Brother play it on Walljanger Gaming. That's what you're going to watch it on. Hey, there you go. Nice tie-in. Find a Monday to Friday like I do. <laughs> but a lot of challenge in this. I think a lot of people are really clamoring for this because, I mean, Dark Souls-esque game became a thing. There's very few games that define their own genre. You know what Dark Souls-esque game I'm looking forward to is the one with the Monkey King. That's the one I want to play yeah 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 uh what was it uh wukong yeah wukong yeah, yeah that looks fucking great yeah, the wukong like, clan the, like fucking you know this this is like yeah i've played every like if you played dark souls you played this game yeah you know give me you know spice it up a little bit but this is like dark souls with uh game of thrones involvement inspiration yeah, and, and you know as much as as much as i want to play this game don't this go to any watch. weddings. It's a bad idea. This this game's watch is ended. Please, <laughs> if that, you we're go, done. If there's a mission where you're going to a wedding, be prepared to fucking fight. That's all I gotta say. If R R Martin's involved, yeah, I think we need to go to the next door. Yeah, but we simmered on this one long enough. Elden Rings was of it. It was there was a lot of buzz around the game whenever. You know, as soon as it came out, uh, the announcement that it was being made came out. There was everybody was clamoring for it, and now we finally get footage of it. But you're going to have to wait until February twenty second, twenty twenty two, on all the major platforms of PlayStation, Xbox, and PC to buy it. But we had a little bit of a nerdy holiday that happened on November seventh, which of course is N seven day. N seven day, and it leaves us with a little bit of a cock tease. Because November 7th continues to be the gaming holiday where BioWare fans celebrate the favorite spacefaring RPG franchise, Mass Effect. This year, BioWare released a blog post full of looking back on, uh, on the series' impact and the year's release of the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. The blog post also detailed new products fans can buy, sales on the games, and even Mass Effect-themed uh, Steam emotes. A uh, giant infograph runs down the new, uh, the numbers on big choices in Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Players went with uh, revealing that 15% of players did not recruit Garrus. Oh, why would you not recruit Garrus? I just recruited Garrus. Garrus is awesome. He is my fucking main man on most of my missions that I go with. Is fucking I may Garrus. never use him, but he's I still got like the fucking, having him to talk to. He's got the sniper rifle. Yes. And the pistol and the tech abilities. So you, him, him and his alter ego, Archangel, was pretty badass. Yeah, it was. Garrus had a nice fucking arc to where when I was going through the Mass Effect trilogy when I was originally playing it, 
Garrus was one of those characters. I was just like, oh, I gotta have fucking Garrus in it. Garrus, and yeah, Rex. like your Rex first take awesome on Garrus. Your first take on Garrus was like your first five minutes with Garrus was like, all right, he's he's a by the book person. He's getting tired of being, you know, you know, looked over, tired of being, you know, you know, not getting that promotion. And then pew 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 pew. pew. And then you know, you know, you know, you know, fifteen minutes with Shepard, man. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Fuck all of a sudden, he, all of a sudden, Red, Garrus turns into Red Hood. You're like, where the fuck did this come from? It was all those calibrations. <laughs> I'm gonna be in the engine bay. Please don't, Garrus. Your mental sanity is in question right now. But fans, but are- I do appreciate. I do appreciate appreciate the the strategy you put on the heavy gun. On the Normandy. Thank you. (laughs) So the post says, we are, of course, hard at work on the next adventure of Mass Effect Universe. We knew that, though. They already told us, I think, N7 Day last year. And And if you want to do the last mission with everybody living, you have to get Garrus. Yeah. You need all of them. You have to do all their stories. Which, yeah. Which you can see Monday to Friday, two, two, <laughs> three-ish to like 4.30-ish, sort of. About one mission a day. About-ish, sort of. Yeah. You know. And then I talk to everybody on the ship. Yeah. You got you to have that court. You, you got to have that interaction between your crew. They got to you know you're a good me. captain. When my head doesn't hurt. Yeah, man. But it always hurts. So speculation the, the, the comedic the comedic routine with Edie is awesome with, yes. with, with her and Joker. Yes. Um speculations are flying left and right about this image though. Because we have an yeah, you see the crew. we have an, an unidentifiable ship, which could be the ship from the teaser that we saw last year. Okay, we're just seeing a top down image of it. And then we see crew. They're speculating that the Geth are involved. Because I guess once again people are zooming in, just like the po- the homecoming or uh, no way home tra- uh, poster. People are zooming in and inspecting everything like it's a fucking no. This bill. this looks like the crater from from uh, the final scene. Hang on here. It says yeah. the the lower half, the lower half has a crew walking away from uh, the ship. Uh, one looks like a Krogan, which I don't know how you can fucking see that from this image. Even the image up top. I, I mean, that, all right. That, that will, all right. Yeah, that's Krogan. That's yeah. a uh, a Krogan uh, and humanoids. Shepherd. No, that this <laughs> this this one could be a humanoid. These yeah. two are uh, what are the uh, like Garrus? Okay, what are they called the uh, Talarans? No. Well, they're not the Kardashians. So. Terrarians. I don't then know. That one could be like a that. human. You got Torians, Solarians. That's what Torians. it was. And, and, and Asari. Right. So the I crater. This is where it was. The crater located at the top Shepherd. of the image looks suspiciously like the head of a geth, the synthetic being potentially wi- that wiped out in uh, one of the ending, numerous endings of Mass Effect Three. Now I'm no expert on the series. I, I don't see I that guess. really. I mean, no, that, that just looks I, like right. the uh, No, no, no. Yeah, the the head, the crater is meant to symbolize the head of the Geth. That all right? I see that there because this one's going to be about the Quarians. Get it? <laughs> I mean, just Jesus Christ! Don't do an Andromeda. No, they're going to use such the same a character. Fucking pointless game. It went nowhere. But if they're keeping this like Mass Effect, if if they call it like Mass Effect 4, you know, and I think, 
Maybe it's Shepard's kid. There you go. New generation. Reaper's coming back. No, they're going to continue the story from Andromeda. Uh, find the Quarians because they've been doing it since the last one released. And this is what we've been working on. Well, I mean, we're going to eventually turn into the Quarians the way that current history is uh, nah, it'll be platforming good. in front of me. See? We'll no, all get our individual. Well, like, you know, you know, 50 years later, like we'll be gone. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. It'll be fine. But 50 years later, you know what will still be here? That's this the next, next story. The, the next story. <laughs> because it's been here for a decade already. And they re-released a trailer in 4K glory. I was so excited about this. Star Wars The Old Republic is turning 10, gang. Uh, Star Wars The Old Republic was released uh, before the franchise acquisition of Di- by Disney, but is still alive and kicking today. In an unforeseen move, Bioware has released a new 4K remastered of one of the Star Wars Old Republic's original trailers, which, to set this up frame-wise, when this trailer came out, when they announced this game, we had not had the sequel trilogy of movies. We, you know, had, like, Clone Wars that just ended off with Yoda talking to Qui-Gon, and that was it. When this trailer dropped, we saw the Jedi Temple on Coruscant, an ominous uh, voiceover by a Sith. We saw the Republic soldiers here, the bounty hunter up top, an expertly well-laid plan infiltrating the Jedi Temple, which, all right, even going through, like, Clone Wars and shit, it is way too easy to break into the Jedi Temple. You just need, like, a fucking plasma cutter and a couple explosives, and you're in. Okay. You're supposed to have some kind of, like, special sight or something with the Force. there's supposed to be Jedi inside, so they're supposed to be, like... It's the Jedi Temple, not protecting. Not just because there's Jedi Temple doesn't mean that it's the main Jedi, Jedi Temple They're on supposed to be Coruscant. Jedi-ing. The big didn't, one. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Didn't another bounty hunter in Clone it's Wars clone go into the Jedi Temple? Oh wait, they did. Yeah, fuck that guy. Then there was this guy, Cad Bane, can suck it. Who came in and he <laughs> killed all their Yinglings? Yeah, they had all no of beer left. I think. And then he turned into Lord Vader, and uh, that's how that happened. But with this trailer, then when that moment happened right there where you saw all the Sith lightsabers turn on and you see this fucking battle go back and forth, when you first saw this trailer, you're like, oh, my God, we're going to get that. And then it really wasn't like that at all. But, old man, you turned me on probably about like a year ago, giggity, to trying the Old Republic again. Yes. It was right around when I got the new Mac computer, which we use for the podcast. And it was, I logged into it, and then I was like, well, this is kind of how I remember it. And then I turned the setting, uh, the graphic quality up. And I was like, oh, this is so much better. This is great. And I still play it. Like, when I do get a chance to game, I'll, right now, it's Mass Effect. But before that, I, it, I would just steadily just log into the Old Republic and just chip through on one of my old characters. And yeah, it's we got to get back on the Discord channel and start playing again, man. Yeah, man, it, it, it is it is a good game, and especially with what they did with the lore and everything that they did with this game, it was so expertly well crafted. Like you had Revan missions. There was a whole cult of Revan in this game on Talos. 
and you could just go through and see like how fucked up these people took Revan's message. And to where if you played the old Republic, you're just like, nah, that's not what I meant, man. And then you could just you. I I've really enjoyed playing through on the Sith because the Sith. And, this and is Jedi. the way to go, man. The Sith, the Sith Inquisitor is what I I made my uh, first Sith character as, and I constantly go back to that one because it's such a good story. Like each individual character has an expertly crafted story in this game, and I think that says to why that people are still playing this game ten years fucking later. Like, yeah, they're Star Wars fans, but it's because the content's good. They're still releasing content. And they've dropped the ball on several other games. Well, that's because they're focused on this. That's what I like to think. That's what I wear. Keep on soldiering on, man. Yeah, that's what I tell myself. I'll, I'll take care of it. But they also said that they're going to be releasing, re-releasing the other trailers for the Old Republic in 4K as well. But, and those trailers had more <sighs> character depth and story. Then the sequel trilogy. Then the sequel trilogy. <laughs> like, if we would have had that. Oh, my like, God. Just, like, just the story. And there was no, like, besides, like, the narration of it, there was no words, like, in the no. you know, later trailers. The one with the cowboy, uh, no... with, the, uh, with the smuggler. Um, he had the a smuggler co- was awesome. He had a couple lines. That he said during that trailer. But, but then that the was twin really brothers it. as well. Yeah. The twin brothers. That was, oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. That was great. And that then, was so good. And then the connecting story of the, the, the fourth sensitive girl as well. I mean, the trailers. Were... She was watching the twins. Yeah. And then they noticed that she was fourth sensitive. Yeah. that I mean, all those trailers are really great. And that was at a time when we were at. A, to each other. We were at a Star Wars like dry spell we didn't have star wars new star wars coming out this was right before the disney acquisition but disney yep. after buying this property we're like nah you guys can go right ahead keep trucking man and they did they keep putting out content you can log on to old republic and there's new shit to do and it's so great i, I you it's know what? such an anomaly it would, be, it would be in disney's best interest to connect the old republic to the high republic yeah you know, connect connect Make this that the next mmo you have an epic sign off like uh fuck there was like a bunch of anime that did this to where there was no like the they, you could they oh, still like, do uh, the Overlord. legacy yeah they you still a... do the legacy option so you have okay. your, like your interconnecting stories yeah, yeah so that can carry over to the high republic okay Dude, that'd be fucking great. And then you get, like, random stories from, like, the story of Old Republic referencing yep. a, a mysterious Jedi. And you'd be like, oh, that was me! That was me! That'd be so great. The next level, which is sad that I call it the next level, but then you add in that Mass Effect to where your choice that you made in the Old Republic would reflect. Because that's what they're doing with the new expansion. Like, ten years of choices in the Old Republic are now going to matter even more in this new update that they're doing. Mm-hmm. To where could you could you just I'm picture down. like it would revitalize BioWare to a point where they can get back to their, you know, Disney kind of pulls BioWare aside and says you don't have to listen to EA, just do your own thing. Oh, so you mean it oh, would you... be BioWare would actually heal their pride from Anthem? Yeah, they would. 
they I mean, would. It's a crazy thought. Because Anthem was, you know, Anthem's story suffered because of Apex Legends, because of EA. Mm-hmm. Let's call that a spade. Mm-hmm. So if Disney just says, hey, we want Bioware to operate Old Republic and create a connecting story of High Republic to the show, it would be amazing. It would be, but also I think they're, where they are in High Republic is still too new. To where you could get a core game in like the beginning of the High Republic to where you set up Avar Chris and all these different Jedi that you have in the High Republic and bringing it over from the Old Republic, make them masters that end up training those legendary Jedi in that and then expanding from there. And then you have your MMO for the next, you know, however many years you want to do it. Or they could just fucking keep going with it, have it all Old Republic, and then just change the name, and then Old and High Republic. There you go. Now you got two. They're not well, going to that. That's going to be a separate be, game. I'm being three. It could be like a true expansion and not just yeah. the connecting stories. Yeah, they could do it as, I, could, I mean, I don't see it ever happening as an expansion, but that would be cool if they did it as one. It would. You know, because that would actually get we're, me. To we're subscribe. going down the rabbit hole. We need- well, yeah, that would get me to actually subscribe to uh, the old Republic, and I'm just there as a person who. Used well, to I mean, that's what you get. You get with the with with subscribing, you get the expansions for free. So, well, no, I mean, I did subscribe for a short time, so I have those little perks of hey, you subscribed when it mattered, like thank you, and we give you like expanded inventory and different shit like that, to where I get the benefits. That's one reason why I keep logging in, but. We'll have to see how long this game will actually keep going. And it's a great game, which brings us to our end segment, really, because we're looking for a great game. Boom. With the animation. Um, But we're looking for a great game. And you had an excellent idea of what movie or TV show would you want as a video game series. Now, I originally said Blade Runner because that would be, yes. you know, Amazing. Blade Runner is a perfect story for that. You can kind of expand the lore about with that, with the with the two movies that we've had. Um, Especially opinion, after Cyberpunk, that is Cyberpunk very popular. Always wanted to be Blade Runner. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, but I mean, there's other TV shows. I mean, we were bringing up, um, you know, like Prometheus was a movie that we that, yep. that could be done mm-hmm. as well. Um, what other TV show that we uh, were talking about? You know what? We didn't talk about this one, but I really feel like it would be a very great game. Probably a single-player story-driven game. The Witcher. Mm-hmm. The Highlander. Oh, yeah. That'd be Highlander cool. would be good. Altered Carbon would be another one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, sticking it out of the, or keeping it out of like that futuristic setting. I would also, I'd really like to see an inspector gadget game, like a really good open world, like inspector gadget, like LA noir, but good. That's you're asking a lot. You could have a lot of different yeah. upgrades with the whole Inspector Gadget thing. I mean, that's the kid in me speaking. So one Inspector game that Gadget. did it right was Godfather. They did they did a really good <sighs> the first one. The first one. I like the second all, and third you were know what? trash. I like the other games too. 
Ugh, Scarface was a good movie into a game because oh, was, like, amazing. Bro- yeah, it amazing. broke on that lore. That I mean, it was a GTA clone, but it was it was yeah. done right. Yeah, because um, they pulled from the movie where they want where they wanted to, you know, and they brought characters and different things. I would in love to, really to tie see you into that a universe. resource like a resource gathering game out of out of Spaceballs, because that would be a good one. You know, yeah. you're just you're just harvesting planets for air because that's the whole. <laughs> you know, that would God. be good. I just see an uh, entire game of like that Mass Effect 2 original planet scanning mini game. Yeah. Uh, air pocket. Get the suck. vacuum. Suck. Suck. <laughs> <laughs> and just have that play in the background every time. Um, here's um, one. Um. You could make an entire franchise out of it. Bruce Lee movies. You could, but Enter the Dragon was already done. Yeah, but you can expand. <laughs> Keep going. That's martial arts. That's an easy game right there. But the I mean, game was layup, already done. Still. Um you can make a you can make an a, like an expanded story out of all the seasons of Doctor Who. You could. Um, yes, they're, they have tried who games and they really don't. Well, nobody has done it right. I'll put it that way. yet. I played the Matt Smith one. Um, I know Jody Whitaker has the VR edge of time or whatever it's called. Um, doctor who game out there, which, you know, whatever that's cool. VR. I'll eventually get to you. Um, but especially when you're talking about a film to game. Like, Terminator had a couple games that were really good. Yeah, the arcade Terminator 2 one. The Genesis version, which I think was just a rip from the arcade. Yep. And they put out those toys that you had to buy to fucking get it. Yeah, and the The Super Nintendo NES Periscope. Yeah. But, I don't know, man. I mean... It's it's especially when you're just looking at film and TV in general. You mentioned The Expanse. Um... I think once again, it's a little bit too expansive. It's it's too like what we've already seen, but that is the expanse. It's a space show, but it's scientifically explainable. It's more accurate than other space shows. So having a more accurate space game would be both aggravating as well as an interesting premise. So I don't know if I'd particularly want an Expanse game. Big Brother, what do you, how do you feel about Expanse game? It depends on what type of game. Is it going to be like uh, EVE or there was a Battlestar I was Galactica just fucking thinking game? EVE. I was just thinking. I was Something like, maybe like it could work as like an EVE game. Yeah, possibly. Because then you could get like the economics of the of the little uh, solar system and everything involved with the belters. And then you got to fucking interpret yeah, Cajun. Some of their um, money is in French, and you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> Random shit, you know? I feel like The Expanse would have to be like, oh, man, it would be trippy. Instead of VR Creole, game. you just have someone bang their head against the mic. One movie that did the game nope. right was The Thing. Um, that, would, that was out for I'm PlayStation 2. Oh yeah, play it. It's it's for PC as well. Okay. Um, you can download it. I think it's free now. So no way. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. Is that um, sixty dollars or eighty and can? 
Not even um, it's it, it would still be ten dollars in Canada. Okay. Um, well, you got to have that tax Internet. in there. Um, no, that was a that was a good game as far as like the 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 lore of the thing. Yeah. Um, that sci-fi you know adventure game that 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 was out. And you know what? So, I'll call this one right now. The Matrix. The Matrix was Enter the Matrix was a great game. Yeah. The Matrix Online was also good. As I never well. tried that one. I never tried it. It was it, it, like it, it was short lived and it was way before its time. Was that a subscription one? It was a sub- subscription one. That's why I didn't play it. Because it, it was <laughs> on, I think I it was button. done by Sony. It was done by Sony when Sony That's was doing Star Wars online. So they had two properties at the same That's time. That's another game that is still putting out content that I'm very surprised by. Star Trek Online. Holy Star shit. Trek Online. Yeah, but People Star are still Wars fucking yeah. playing that. Star Wars Online was the one done by Sony. Uh, okay, Back when Star it was Wars like Online. 2002, yeah, 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 yeah. 2003, 2004. Was that uh, Galaxies or no? No, Star Wars Galaxies, the mobile app. That was, yeah, there was a different one. Yeah, uh, all right. There was a there was a couple different like online in that yes. early age. Uh, online yes, and they were they Star were before Wars. their time. Um, yeah, you know, because I mean, it it was just that game before before Knights of the Old Republic. Like you still had your your mercenaries, your bounty hunters. It was more about like the background characters and not Jedi versus Sith. Yeah, um, in those games. Um, well, one of my favorite it, games it, is uh, the uh, Jedi Outcast. That was a good one, too. Katan. Like, Jesus Christ, they were fucking great. And uh, Jedi Academy. Holy fuck, what an awesome game. Pick and we've said it. We've said it on plenty of times. It's like we need to have a game of, like, you know, other Mandalorian looking for Beskar. You know, that would be a good game. Yeah. You know, you still have your main player. That's the TV show. But like, give me another, you know, be a, you know, be a Mando, looking for Beskar, taking jobs, doing Those all that, the, uh, and building your Easter guild eggs bank. that you, like in uh, Grand Theft Auto Three that you, the hundred ones that you'd go around find your hundred bars of Beskar in the game, yeah, yeah. And, and it's all like different locations, and you got to do like weird shit to get to it. Um, give me an HBO show that you would do as a as a um, uh, game uh raised by wolves i okay. really really liked raised by wolves i thought that was an interesting premise it was sci-fi but it was also uh it was just a fucking beautiful story it was really well done and i think like having that kind of you know the mother and father and all that and being able to go through that story in a game would really expand that tenfold because I was very interested in that premise for that uh, show. What would you choose? Oh, man. Um, can't really think of one right Did now. you get through uh, Lovecraft Country? or? I mean, Watchmen. No, I never did. Watchmen I... needs to be a fucking game. There was a game for Watchmen back on the City 360, but it was just like no, a no, no, quick no. little... You were saying HBO Max. The Watchmen yeah. TV series of where they are in the future after the fucking Watchmen movie. That needs to be a fucking game. 
You're just a yeah. random fucking guy who decides, fuck this. I need, I'm, I'm going to bring the superheroes like the Watchmen back and just fucking pound criminals and have a brutal, like, gory, fucking real story-driven game. Maybe make it around like the Rorschach gang like they did in the fucking show, you know? All right. Have that fucking person searching for the colonel nugget of truth and him ultimately ultimately being like that next Rorschach to where he's okay. just about like being a detective in truth because then you could have the Arkham uh, element in the game of like the Batman detective vision and that could be a different element into the game which will give you a different layer into the gameplay to where I think I think that universe where Damian Lindelof let it off I think if you put that into a game, that would be a really fucking interesting game that a lot of people who are fans of Watchmen would play. Um, I know we talked about it today, but um, give me a TVA game where you're resetting timelines all the time. Nice. That'd be awesome. And just different. And, like, And then if you just have your base because, characters and you know everything, then you could just do the... Uh, 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 what is it? The auto general uh, generated landscapes yep. and shit, and then you can just auto generate everything, and it's a new experience every time you go into it. That would be really fucking interesting. Yep, and like you know, you have your yeah, you have your uh, like your deja vu moments where when you reset the timeline, the um, the when you come back, they're saying the same stuff to you as before you left. Yeah. So, like those little like. Am I doing the same mission or am I doing this the the uh, the next mission? Like, like I don't want it too grind heavy though. No, it's just a, to experience the story. Yeah, we got a lot of fucking good picks. Do you have any off the top of your head, Big Brother, of a movie that you'd like to see as a game or TV show mm. or a TV show? Perfect Strangers. <laughs> All right, now I got to ask you what kind of game for Perfect Strangers because that would be awesome. I would love to no, see. No, I'm going to do you one better. Bosom Buddies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that Bork actor and just Mindy. died. Thinking of one. Yeah, that actor just died at Bosom Buddies. Yes, he did. Um, what was it? Uh, Peter. You know what? Um, you know what? Speaking, speaking of that, Quantum Leap. Ooh. Oh, yes. That's a game. And the reason why I bring that up, because I just saw the article that Dean Stockwell, he passed away at 85. Uh, he was he was Al, so Al's not going to be on then. No, no, not going to be on. Then. Okay, but on that quantum leap show, would be a very good. That would game. be a really good fucking game, man. Holy shit, because you could take that anywhere. Like, you can go to you know getting to the, your next point to get home, and you can like, make the game sixty hours long, dude, and with all the side quests and do DLC. all that stuff. You could Star Wars: The Old Republic that game. You could just make that an MMO, and then just infinitesimally just put out DLC and have a subscription base about, that will always pay. You know what? Money. We're gonna hold that idea for ourselves because CBS sucks. <laughs> <laughs> How about like Stargate? Ooh, that'd be another good one. Stargate would be fucking fantastic. Because then you have the fucking worlds you go into. You still have your technology, but then you could, like, uh, pick up weapons from other people in the worlds and make that fucking work so you can get the stabs and shit and really expand. That way you have a a, almost like that Borderlands expansive fucking uh, weapons uh, arsenal. What about the Dead Zone? 
Okay. With uh, what's Where, his face? Uh, um, what was that? Michael Anthony Hall. Yeah. And, or and, and well, I mean, the original was Christopher Walken. Well, yeah, no, Michael Anthony Hall. That, that was the Dead Space I watched. Um, with his cane walking around. Okay, that'd be kind of Dead cool. Zone, not that'd Dead Space. <laughs> oh yeah, no, not, not Dead Space. Um, what M Night Shyamalan movie would you want to see as a game? Signs. That would be, probably be the best of all of them. Yes, because the town it would probably would be, the, be very the straight. It, it that's the most linear game that you, I mean linear movie that you could do as a as a game. And Avatar: The Last Airbender would probably dec- decrease the population of China in half if he made that a game. So, you know, that probably wouldn't financially work. Um, yeah, no, I think Signs is probably the only M Night Shyamalan game you can make. If we're gonna, I mean, you could do that, and and well, I mean, yes and no. If you're gonna do like a mist, like a throwback to mist, then it would be six cents, like the like the mm-hmm. the pictures, yeah. you know, going through the puzzle kind of thing. Six cents would work in that, but as far as like an action, like an action adventure, signs, and you do it in the in the esque of like Outcast, okay. Uh, do it kind of like that where i mean you know these aliens are invading you you're not you don't have any weapons you just have to you know swing away and then so, all of a sudden you spill a water bottle on them and you're like yes where are my you super know, soakers just, you know it, like give us the lore that happened outside of you know what happened in the movie my version of signs would have been completely different and it ended it would have ended up as a super soaker commercial well, that would, that would have only been 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes that's enough, giggity. Like 45 if you bought that $1.5 million ad during the Super Bowl. <laughs> us, us telling you to hop on over here to pjandwh.com where you're going to find all the luggy and naughty moments and funny moments right up top as well as the name and the podcast right on the main page. You'll find Big Brother over at Walljanger Gaming Monday to Friday from 3 to 5-ish where he's going through the Mass Effect Legendary Editions, which that's probably only the 50th time I've mentioned that this podcast, as well as contacting the team on the last page. Um, We want to end off this podcast the same way with the thank yous. We want to thank you, Derek Lipton, Matthew Kennedy, for popping on last week's Triforce podcast, our brother over at the BOP, the Black Opinionated Podcast. Find him It was so much fun. Spotify. It was great. It's always great having Matt there, even with his long blinks. Because <laughs> <laughs> adulting is hard. But we thank Mark Gervais, Moisel Robinson, and you, Loyal Walljanger, for liking, commenting, and supporting the podcast in general. I want you to hop on over to Spotify.fm backslash PJANDWH, where if you listen, you're going to help support the podcast and uh, help us produce more content in general. And a pajanger will get his wings. Yeah. I think uh, old man's first for his wings. But. Define wings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yinglings. He'll get his yinglings. Yes. There you go. <laughs> we only spicy ki- buffalo. We only kill yinglings and spicy buffalo yinglings around here. Um. Hey, that's a. Anyway, that's a prom or a little advertising thing that we can work in with Yangling. You know, spicy buffalo Yanglings. It's a Perjanger flavor. Ah, we'll, we'll be making the phone call after this episode. Yeah, we'll work <laughs> it. 
We'll work on it. <laughs> but like I always promise, this is a long drawn out goodbye. I am your host, Matthew Bugrell, the Matt Man. In the projector box, we have Christopher Bristow, the old man. Dipped out, but she did join us. Katarina Thermoscara, wonderful woman. We have our omnipotent presence that is Big Brother, our producer, Stephen Bucarell. Our mascot and hero time, who is mysteriously quiet, but just looking around very strangely. Um, and we always want you to stop on by next week because we love you. We miss you. We want to see you then. Until then, game on, Walljangers. Bye-bye. Oh no, we're gonna end it. Oh end gosh. It all. Oh no. Oh no. Right, bye bye. Play on my tangers. That was a good segue. Our Island Kelly. That was a good one, man. Yeah, it is, man. We got a lot of time yeah. to really ruminate about the gaming stuff, you know? Yeah. Not that it's bad that Cat had to dip out. I always love her opinion, but we got a little bit of Cat, a little bit of the gaming. Worked out for everybody. Oh, she, her, like, her, Gabby fell down the steps, so oh, she had to run. Yeah, I'm, literally, yeah, I imagine. Damn. Well, that's what having kids does to you. I know. <sighs> but, yeah, man, another one in the books. Good one. So we'll just chalk it up at that. And, uh, like always, I got to pee. <laughs> so- All right, man. <laughs> A wonderful woman will probably join at some point. But um, end credit stuff. Um, kept the stories kind of light this week. Um, because I, I've been working fucking like 11, 12-hour days. So, you know. I know the feeling, man. Yeah. But we, we got some solid shit to talk about. Um, fuck, what was the one thing? Um, I'm not talking about your bowel movements. That's what the Bristol stool charts for. Okay. That's fair enough. You could just Google that and then be good with that. If you'd like to look at stool, yes. Um, <laughs> oh, and the podcaster currently has 30 plus hours of SD storage. Okay. Just to let you know. Yes, it can do four hours. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad. And you can sound this good. And they also have the little blends for the sound in the uh, settings menu that you can fuck around with. Okay. So that's kind of cool. Um, the main thing, really, I guess, going forward, I got the mics and everything for whenever we all get together here. You can have four mics going at once, giggity. Um Main thing is just getting that uh, that one HDMI card we talked about a while ago. Yeah, you mean the uh, the the 4K? Yeah, Cam CamLink Pro. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty. <laughs> yeah, dope. I would say so. That'd be pretty dope, and then we just have the cams going off of that. Yep. So that's I figure the next uh, step up there. We got. Um, A nice beach scene. <laughs> yes, I ne- I need it after this fucking week. And it's only Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, really, there's not much on Netflix right now. We got a bunch of stuff that's kind of about to pop. We got, um, 
what is it? Hawkeye at the end of the month. Yep. We got um what is it? Oh, Wheel of Time oh. is the nineteenth. So if is um, Friday. If if uh, Big Brother wants to do something to possibly get two hundred dollars for per sponsor, um Streamlabs allows us to do uh, raid shadow legends, I guess. It's that mobile app game. And if you complete X amount of tutorials, you get paid. The thing is, I don't do so well with tutorials. No, I couldn't get through. He the does tutorial. not like tutorials. I tried all. to play whatever the Witcher game was. He had, mm-hmm. I couldn't get through the tutorial. I couldn't do it. I don't Could know you do it, it for $200? It sends me into a violent rage. For $200? Did you say $200? Yeah. Yes. That's where he started it, but you had the headphones down a little. <laughs> $200 for a tutorial? You said $2. No, $200. All right. I'll pull it up. I mean, shit, for $200, I'm almost willing to do that shit. All you got to do is get through the apps, uh, whatever. So what was the one thing I saw? Oh, apparently there's uh, Spider-Man No Way Home leaks hitting the internet, which... I don't want to watch him leak. I don't think there's... a private thing. Go to the urinal for that. Well, yeah, not that one, though. Um, but I don't so think here there's, it is. there's really anything here. you could leak about this movie that we don't know already. And now, If you are approved for this sponsor stream, you will play Raid Shadow Legends on a scheduled day and time using all the provided alerts, overlays, and assets so they give you everything. Okay. The goal is to get your audience to download the game and complete tutorials within the game. Okay, all right, com- all right. Let me stop you here. I don't have an audience. There's no one that's joining me other yeah, no, than him. Yeah. You will he need joins. a minimum of 10 ah. tutorials completed to receive a cash payment. Ten. Payouts, payout amounts is 10 tutorials equal $200, 20 equal 400 30 equals 600. So you're just saying the content is the only thing that matters with it. It doesn't matter who. Correct. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we have zero followers or, or a thousand followers. 200 bucks is 200 bucks. Yes. Even cat had the whole eyes going everywhere. When I said $200 machine and like, come on, it's $200, you know, and it's on what machine it's on the the iOS and Android. So how would he video that? You can stream directly from your phone. Oh. With the overlays and everything. You can have like you can link Streamlabs on your phone and pull the overlays in on your phone. Okay. Tools. And now and go. The ultimate test. Katarina. Yes. Hey! Yeah! <laughs> Yay! Ah, there you are. How I are literally you, just closed woman? the browser window and opened it. I'm very good. I'm still recovering from Rhode Island Comic Con. Okay. But, uh, otherwise. That's, well, you know, I mean, you got to take time for recovery. So is your, I is actually your took yesterday hiding? for recovery and yeah. did not recover. Um, <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I can find out. Yeah, sure. 
as long as it's remote i don't care yeah. that it will not be <laughs> yeah so it's uh oof. they just implemented uh a six-month trial period for hybrid schedules with two days home and three days in, but not even across the board for the company. Just certain departments and positions are allowed to do it, and then they're going to reevaluate after six months. They are super resistant mm. to that, just in general. Wow! Yeah, so it sound like sounds like my my current company look the way they were three years ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we're in a different day and age now, to where you can easily have somebody like, look i could tell you to fuck off to your face or i could tell you to fuck off remotely i would yeah. prefer remotely it makes it a li- little bit more easier to say fuck off to you i'll allow it <laughs> i'll allow it but um but yeah like i was saying uh there's not a lot out right now as far as content because we're in that kind of lull between content coming out and you know, uh, like Hawkeye at the end of the month. We got Wheel of Time on the 19th. We got uh, Cowboy Bebop, I think, on the 12th. So we got a lot of different stuff coming out soon. I suggest watching some stand-up comedy. Yes, always. But, like, we have been going through TNG, the next generation, man. Oh, yeah. Keep trucking. We're on, I don't know what fucking season we're at. Wesley and Crusher we're- finally has a Starfleet-ish looking, quest, uh, you know, uniform. Almost like it's like made out of like sweatpant material. Like it's that's made out the of this. future sweatpant material. Ah, so it's a polycarbonate <laughs> mixture of nanofiber. Yeah, magic. Material. What the the gray the yeah. gray on gray? Yeah. yeah, the gray sweatsuit. Yeah, the gray on gray one. The North Face. That that's when he was a, a training ensign. Well, that seems yeah. very nice of them for giving all the training ensigns nice North Face sweatpants to wear around. I think we already have a podcast title. (laughs) (laughs) Training Ensign Sweatpants. Go live. It's time. Time So it is time for us to go live live on on Twitch. We made 44 cents. (laughs) YouTube's multi-stream. Sweatpants.